Hey, brown girls. If you hadn't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. One, it's free. Two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And lastly, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you need to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do you lack confidence in your abilities? Do you feel undeserving or that you have earned your place in life due to coincidence? Do you feel like you are a fraud and that at any moment someone can expose you and make your insecurities about how you feel inadequate public? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are a victim of imposter syndrome. What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Lady J, coming at you kind of live and always direct. Thank you so very much for pressing play and listening to my voice. You guys know I truly, truly appreciate it. If you are listening to this episode in the early parts of May, I want to make you aware of two events that hashtag for Brown Girls blog is hosting. The first event is going to be on Sunday, May 16th, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it is called Brown Girl Get Right, W-R-I-T-E, to healing. I am co-hosting this event with Ms. Brandy Hester, founder of Mahogany Pen Publishing. She will be leading a workshop on how you can use writing as a form of healing. If you're interested in coming, and I hope you are, the Eventbrite link is in the show notes. The second event that I'm hosting is going to take place on my Instagram Live, Wednesday, May 26, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. I will be sharing my story about how I am living with anxiety and depression and overcoming it, how I have accepted my diagnosis, and why I wanted to start hashtag for brown girls blog. I hope to see you at both events. On to today's episode. I welcome Miss Brittany Johnson, a licensed therapist and author, to the conversation where she schools us on what imposter syndrome is, where it comes from, what triggers it, and how we overcome it. All right, y'all, I talk long enough. Let's get this conversation started. And thank you so very much for joining us on today. Today's conversation, um, I have Miss Brittany Johnson with us, and I am so very excited to have her. Um, we are going to talk about imposter syndrome. So I'm going to give her the time to introduce herself. So, Miss Johnson, please introduce yourself and welcome to the conversation. Thank you for having me. First off, um, yes, my name is Brittany A. Johnson. I, by day, am a licensed mental health counselor um, where I help women with anxiety, with uh, trauma, and all things therapy-related. But my bigger mission, my bigger brand, is to help women get out of their own way. 
And so I am the author of a book titled Get Out of Your Own Way, 21 Days to Stop Self-Sabotage. And in that book, I go into talking about imposter syndrome and, and other forms of self-sabotage. Um, but that is who I am. That is what I do. Uh, personal wise, I am a wife and a mother of three and a sister and a friend and just a brown girl. Amen to that. Um, let's just dive into this conversation because this is something that I have uh, been wanting to talk about this topic for a while. This is something that I personally struggle with. So for those, and, and you know, we hear this term a lot, but could you tell us what is imposter syndrome? For sure. So if you Google imposter syndrome, you will likely today get a hundred different definitions. But back when I started the research and started and wrote my book back in 2019, it, I really wanted to make it simple. So for me, I define imposter syndrome is this belief that you are somehow a fraud. You somehow have not worked hard to get the things that you have, but you just happen to get them through happenstance, but that at any minute, someone is going to show up and pull the veil off and expose you, or you're going to say or do something to expose yourself as a fraud and as someone who is not qualified to do the work you're doing, talk about the topics you're talking about or live the life that you're living. That's me all day. <laughs> that is me all day. I, I definitely can relate. So I, I just pulled up this um, Instagram post that I saved just for this conversation. And it gives some thoughts of how people view themselves when they are dealing with imposter syndrome. And just to name a few, uh, my friends are only still here because they pity me. I didn't deserve any of the things I worked for because I didn't work hard enough. Uh, if you only really knew me, I didn't think you, I don't think you'd like me very much. Do, would you agree with these examples? Could you provide us with any more or you think these are spot on? Those are definitely spot on, but for the women that I typically work with, with imposter syndrome, it shows up more in their professional life. So these are women who have went to college and have a college degree or degrees, um, but they continue to take continuing education. They're continuing to take new certifications. They're continuing to go take new courses at college or get another degree or another certification simply because they think in their career they don't have enough experience or knowledge to be an expert. And so in addition to the ones you read, definitely those women who just feel like it, I, I'm here where I am because I just happened to get here. It's not because of my hard work, because I really haven't done enough. And so there's like this bucket of not enough that ultimately is what feeds imposter syndrome. So if I don't think I'm enough, then everything I do and touch is still going to be through this lens of not enough. So therefore I must be an imposter because there's no way that these 10 years of education, 20 years of certification and 40 years of lived experiences is enough to do this thing because I'm not enough. This kind of brings us into the next question. You know, how do we feed into imposter syndrome? But just to tell a little bit of my business, I, you know, wasn't working for three years. I was a stay-at-home mom for three years. Before that, I worked part-time. Before that, I worked about 10 years in education. So I do have experience. You know, during the pandemic, I said, you know what, I want to go back to work. 
And I applied to the job that I'm currently at now, worked hard because I had to do a mock uh, lesson and I got hired on the spot. I did my interview and before the interview was over, they hired me. I have gotten nothing but praise. And I don't say that to, and this is where the imposter syndrome comes in. I don't say this. I've gotten a lot of, a lot of praise from my boss about how well I'm doing and how well I'm done and how they're so glad, but I just still feel like they're just saying that to be nice. Mm-hmm. And that, that's how we feed into imposter syndrome. Yeah. They're just we saying that to be nice. Yep. They're, they're just downplay it. They're just saying that because, you know, they don't want to hurt my feelings for teacher appreciation week. My direct supervisor talked about, you know, how well I've implemented because we, I have to go through coaching as a first, first year to the school. And Mm -hmm. she was just saying, you know, you took to coaching so well, you've implemented all of the ideas very quickly. You know, you've just shown so much improvement and I cringed through the whole video because I just couldn't believe it so yeah. that kind of brings me we touched on it a little bit but how how do we feed into an imposter syndrome I know you know I said my business and you kind of touched on it but can you give us a little bit more about how we feed into it we definitely feed into it with our own the own negative belief we already have work and kind of what we've talked about the other way we typically feed into it is this um measuring ourselves against other people and looking at looking at other people's plaques on their walls or on their Facebook or wherever they're at and thinking that we somehow haven't measured up to that. Um, if we see another confident woman walk into the room, we immediately start to question ourselves and our abilities because they look confident. They, they are appearing confident. We really have no idea what they're going through on the inside. But if their outer looks confident, then all of a sudden we have decided we're not enough. Social media plays a huge role because in social media, all of us, everybody included, we want, we always try to show our best light online because especially if you are over 35, you grew up in an era where you didn't put your dirty business in the street, right? You didn't, if you were going to post, if you were going to show pictures to people at church or people in your life, it was always the smiling sunshine pictures. So that translates to, we want to do that online. So if you're going through online and you're seeing all these women with all these accolades, all of these other awards, all these certificates, that fear of missing out or that fear that I'm not enough definitely feeds into that imposter syndrome. Because if you don't have that same certificate, then clearly you don't have enough experience either. So what I hear you saying is it's a, it's a confidence thing. And because you lack the confidence when you see someone else, you immediately compare and that makes you feel any worse, feel worse in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's confidence in, in addition to this negative belief that we, that, that we have working inside of us. So every adult has, I would say on average, five different negative beliefs that we believe about ourselves mm-hmm. that are constantly kind of working through our brain. So if one of them happens to be not good enough, then imposter syndrome is going to show up right away. Perfectionism is going to show up right away. Mm-hmm. Overworking is going to show up right away. So it's a it's confidence, but it's a little deeper than just confidence because we can all put on some makeup and, and say some mantras to ourselves that well, we can walk in a room confidently, 
But if the inside of us, if our brain does not truly believe those things, then we will, again, we will feel more like an imposter than ever before. I've, because when you get home and you take it all off, you're like, see, that was just for show. Now I'm back to just this. I feel seen. Because <laughs> this, this, is, this is all me. And I just, and it's funny that, you know, this, this particular topic is happening. I just did a podcast last month called, Am I a Failure? And I listed all the ways that I feel like a failure. And one of them is basically like comparing myself. There are people who, and, and I'm not downing these women at all. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want anyone, anyone to think that, but there are some sisters that have started podcasts and done social media after I have, I've been in, in the game a little longer. And when I see them getting the likes and the comments and here I am, I'm barely making 30 likes or listens. It's like, well, damn, like, what am I doing? I might not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, there's something wrong with me where I'm not doing this right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that perfectionism is something that I definitely can relate to because I have things in my mind the way that I wanted to go and I want to be the best. And when I don't hit that mark, the letdown is crushing. Mm -hmm. um, another example, I did my first workshop over Zoom. 30 people bought tickets and I was like, wow, we're sold out, but only five people showed up. And the next day I was in such a depression because I didn't take it as, you know, Saturday was a nice day. People had things to do. They would have rather been outside. Instead of me thinking it like that, I took it upon myself and said, there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I did something wrong. No one showed up because I did something wrong. So I, I, I relate to all, all of this. What triggers imposter syndrome? Comparing ourselves to others. Mm -hmm. This idea of that FOMO or fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it really is the environment we're in. If we are in an environment where everything is kind of competitive and you constantly have to level up, um, that can feed into it. Because if, if you're constantly having to move to the next level, you don't get to really enjoy or... Um, process fully through the moments that you're in. So those are things in addition to what we kind of already talked about that definitely trigger imposter syndrome. Sometimes it's the way we it's the way we wake up in the morning. If our morning routine is not one that that fosters kind of mindfulness or easing into your day or seeing your day through a mindset of enough, then imposter syndrome is going to is it, it will be there within the hour. Right, because a lot of us wake up with this kind of scarcity mindset or I didn't get enough sleep or didn't have enough of this. So when we are already working through that process, it immediately makes it harder for us to kind of overcome and be able to celebrate any success we have, any win we have, any good thing that comes our way. So those that's definitely, you know, something that is to keep in mind. And that, that leads us into our next question is, is imposter syndrome something that can be cured or fixed? But you kind of touched on that with, you know, how you start your day. 
Can you mm-hmm. touch on that a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. So in my book, I go into a little bit more detail and actually, you know, I'm working on a workbook that is going to go into a little bit more detail about um, sabotage and imposter syndrome in particular. Um, but definitely the way you start your day, the way you talk to yourself throughout your day will make or break how much imposter syndrome shows up. Being able to start saying, you know what, these are the things I have accomplished throughout my day, throughout my week, my month, my year, my life. These are the things I have accomplished that have led me to where I am today. Could I go do more? Sure. There is always going to be a new training, a new certificate, a new book, a new something, but I have already done enough to do what I'm trying to do. And I can make space to learn more, but I don't need to in this moment. It's more like a psychological thing. And it really begins with you making the decision that you are enough and learning how to talk yourself up. That's what I hear you saying. Yes. But can you give us some ways that we can talk ourselves up? Because, you know, I, I know that I'm trying but sometimes when I talk myself up I still feel inadequate so when you talk yourself up you want to make sure that you're saying things that are actually helpful to you and not something that you get from online because there's a lot of people you know trying to give us affirmations and trying to give us new ways to talk but if it doesn't actually fit what we need then it is going to feel like, "Mm, okay, I just threw something at the wall and maybe it'll stick. So definitely find the things that you need to hear. So, So for example, one of the things that I have to say to myself is, it is okay not to be the best in every category. Because the way imposter syndrome shows up for me is, if I don't have what I consider being able to be woken up in the middle of the night and answer a question knowledge. If I don't have that on certain topics, then I feel inadequate. I feel like I'm not enough. I feel like I'm an imposter. So for me, I have to remind myself that what I what I know and in the categories I know is enough. And I don't need to know the other stuff right now or ever. Mm-hmm. And so I'll say things like, Brittany girl, do you really need that knowledge? Like, what are you, what, what is that knowledge going to do for the people you show up and serve every day? So you have to make it personal, tailored yep. to- Tailored to you. Yeah, your situation and what works for you. Because I do find like some of the affirmations I see online, they are wonderful affirmations, but like mm-hmm. you said, it, it may not apply to my situation. So something personally speaking that I would need to say to myself is just remind myself, you got hired on the spot. Mm -hmm. You know, you got hired on the spot. Your boss constantly tells you how well you're doing, how much you've improved. My principal talks about how he feels that I'm a good fit and is looking forward to me working there for years. So this this is something that I would need to remind myself in those moments where I feel inadequate. I love that. And I think that's going to help me out a lot because there are a lot of times on my job where I do definitely feel inadequate. The, the data shows otherwise. 
And that's something that you say to yourself right there. I will make that your affirmation. The, yeah. the data proof, the data shows otherwise. The evidence around me clearly says that I am supposed to be here. I am adequate. I am doing what I need to do. Can you work on in like, cause I go to therapy. Is that something that can be worked out in therapy? Definitely. Most definitely. Okay. In fact, the way that the reason that I even wrote the book and, and went through this whole process is I was attempting to write a book on anxiety because my, my primary focus in therapy and, you know, with my clients as a therapist is anxiety. So I was trying to write this book and I couldn't do it. I like, no matter what, I was like, I don't have enough skills. I found myself Googling to take more trainings on anxiety. And as I'm reading the descriptions for these trainings, I'm like, I already know all of this. Like, I'm not paying this money for something I already know. So then I started looking at additional books and I'm like, this is stuff I already know as well. Like, what am I doing here? So when I sat down to figure out why can't I get this book on anxiety written, all of the things in my book are the things I had to work through myself. Mm. And so what I, what I then started looking at was the number of people that have shown up in my office, what were they experiencing? And, and what I found was it didn't matter if they showed up because they needed to process previous trauma or if they were having anxiety or they were just having some struggles adjusting to their new life. Everybody went through the same process. Mm. And so my book has actually been sold more to clinicians who now use it for their clients than actually than any other category. So it's definitely something that can be worked out through therapy because you want to dig into what's the root of that. What is what is the belief that's driving me to think I'm an imposter? And what in your experience is that root cause? It's typically I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, I'm not deserving. And from your, again, where, where do you think some of that stems from just based on your clients? Most of it stems from childhood and it's not necessarily something that was traumatic. Um, I've told this example, you know, a few times, but for me, the idea of not good enough showed up because I, in like the third grade, maybe was attempting to do a project for school and didn't use the right ingredients. So the response I got from an adult around me was like, oh my God, that is horrible. And so for a long time, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry about that. For a long time, I had this belief that I wasn't good enough because when I went back to that moment, right, that project wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. But the reality was when I went back and actually looked at it, it wasn't good enough because I didn't use the right ingredients, not because I, Brittany, was defective. Mm. But that planted in me. And so for years... I spent trying to fill this bucket of not good enough. Wow. I'm just like, I just feel like, you know, that, the, you know, you see on the internet all the time, like I feel seen. This is very, I feel like I'm in therapy right now because, you know, I'm trying to think back to, you know, what in my childhood makes me doubt myself. Um, you know, what am I, what, what happened to make me think that I always have to compare myself to other people? You know, what, what, what in my childhood that makes me feel like um, my achievements aren't enough. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, 
see if I can dig deeper with that because like I said, you know, I've I've been on this, I don't want to say journey, but since I've turned 40, I just am looking at life differently. And I am focusing more on doing things that make me happy, focusing more on protecting my peace, focusing more on cutting things out in my life that bring drama and stress and aggravation. Um, I was just telling my husband the other day, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore like I used to. My dad always talked about, oh, you got to be careful what you watch. It gets into your spirit. But now that I'm old enough, I, I understand. So I don't watch The Housewives like I used to. I don't watch Wendy Williams like I used to because all that toxic energy and negativity and combativeness and competition is not good for you. So I'm learning to kind of shield myself from things that cause me stress and pain. And I struggle with anxiety and depression and, you know, imposter syndrome is something that I definitely want to try to overcome. I don't know, and maybe you can answer this. We didn't, I don't think we answered the question fully, but I don't know if it is something that I can cure that I'll ever get over, but I feel like with the right affirmations, with the right mindset, I can overcome it. Would you agree with that? Definitely. I, I mean, in terms of cure, I don't know that we ever really cure anything, honestly. Like if you think about medical model or mental model, but you do learn how to put it in perspective and make it to where it's not impacting you. But the thing with imposter syndrome is you can definitely put enough, do enough work there to where it is not a constant thing and that it may only show up again when you go to another level. But even then, like I can say for myself, even then, each time I, I move to a new level, I know that imposter syndrome has the ability to show up. So I already have a plan in place for how I'm talking to myself as I move to another level. And what does that mean, another level? When you become a therapist, you typically work for an agency initially or some type of group practice where you get supervision and you, you learn the craft. Then, you know, some of us move into private practice. Well, once you move into private practice, right, you start working on how am I going to get enough clients? Am I going to provide quality to these clients? And then ultimately, am I going to see a return on investment? Am I going to make money? So for most therapists, by the time you are at year five, you, if you are following some sort of a plan that you've created for yourself or a coach or what have you, you're making certain amounts of money. And each time you add a new line of business or new avenue of income, that's a new level up, right? Or if you, for example, after I wrote my book, the next level I moved to was doing public speaking. So doing podcast interviews, doing things like that. So I had to make sure I had a plan in place for imposter syndrome not to show up and say Brittany you don't have any business being a guest on this person's podcast mm -hmm. so then after I've done multiple podcasts then the thing was well someone wants to pay you to speak on their platform so imposter syndrome has the ability to say you don't deserve to request that rate to get paid you need to still do it for free because you don't have enough experience 
So imposter syndrome can show up. So just like for you, when it's time at year two of teaching or year five at, at this school and you and it's time for a raise, imposter syndrome very well could tap you on the shoulder and say, you don't get to ask for a raise. But in order to be proactive, you, you know that that's a possibility. So you are going to put something in place that says, no, I do deserve that. And the evidence and the data shows I've, I have this many years of experience. I have this many talks under my belt. I have this, this, and this. So I definitely deserve to, to make this amount of money now. You said put a plan in place. Can mm -hmm. you, I think I know what you mean, but can you touch on that? Because I think, I think I know what you're about to say. Um, and I think that's going to be very important for uh, my listeners to know what you mean by put a plan in place. So put a plan in place means that you are going to be proactive in knowing that these are the things, these are the thoughts that likely will show up when I feel this way. These are the beliefs that I, that I know I have about myself in regards to these topics. So my plan of action is when that thought shows up, I'm going to say this to myself as a rebuttal. When that, when that new rate comes in, I'm going to say this to myself in response to make sure I don't let imposter syndrome talk me out of it. So if we go back to the beginning of the conversation, imposter syndrome is a psychological issue possibly stemming from childhood that has taken root and shows up in different ways, tailored probably if you want to individually, right? So it's an individual thing. It's not a, an across the board thing. And there's not necessarily a cure, but you need to be very self-aware of what the, the, the issue is with the with self-confidence or lack thereof and be mindful of how you wake up, how you talk to yourself through the day and know that it can and it will show up the more you tend to advance through your life or career and you need to have a plan in place, knowing what your insecurities are, but having an affirmation or a plan or something to combat Yes and no. Okay. Because I guess maybe the word cure is, is a little bit mm, iffy. You can have, you can, you can work on imposter syndrome enough that it does not show up again. Because okay. if you already know that you are good enough and that you do deserve these things, then it won't show up again. Okay. So, so you can do that. But I do know that for most of us, whatever we we're dealing with now has a tendency to show back up, right? So like, I'm going to use myself. If I, I get on these kicks where I'm like, I'm going to eat extremely healthy. I'm going to lightweight be rigid with my food. But then I, I also go through a period where I'm like, I don't even care. I'm going to eat whatever I feel like eating. And I, I'm not looking at nothing. I'm not worrying about it. I know though that when I flip to either one of those, it, it gives me the tendency to start thinking, now I'm not good enough, mm -hmm. right? So either way it might show up. So in order for me to, so now that I know that, it makes it harder for it to show up because I, I'm, I'm already looking for it. I'm already like, I don't even have to worry about you trying to come because here's how I already know I'm good enough. Whether I'm 
eating strictly or not eating strictly, I'm still good enough. I'm still mm. okay and in my skin. So I'm good. So you can have it to where it's no longer a thing that impacts you. Okay. But it could, it could attempt to show up as you move, as you move through. So self-awareness and preparation. Mm-hmm. And because there's new levels, I think if you, Michelle Obama talks about it some in her book about each time, you know, they, she went to another level in terms of her career or the, when they were in the white house or when she's doing another, you know, worldwide event, she talks about how she even had to check herself, so to speak on who, what am I experiencing now? Okay. Now what's happening? Okay. Yep. We're good. We're still good. We still know we need to be here. So it's something that that happens, but it doesn't have to be crippling like it is in the beginning. I, I definitely need to uh, get your book because, like I said, I'm you know like I'm on this journey and I just I just want to be happy and I I'm learning that happiness comes from within. Yeah, and that job. Yeah, think things that are causing me pain and I'm 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 trying to do my best to root it out and to be aware of it, to have a plan in place. So definitely could benefit from your book. Being that this podcast is tailored specifically for Black women, women of color to combat imposter syndrome. Probably one of my number one things that immediately comes to mind is we know that our, excuse me, our brown skin regardless of the shade of brown it is, we know that our brown skin automatically puts a spotlight on us. So being able to keep that in mind and know that you are already elevated, you are already enough just by showing up. And that really looking at not comparing ourselves to anyone else, because our lane is our lane. And, and the same thing, you know, the same stuff we've already talked about today, all of that added in, but just add the piece of, we know that as Black women and Brown women, the spotlight is on us. Whether it be from something stereotypical or just because we do, our skin color, our, our color, we do demand attention when we walk in a room, regardless if you're trying to or not, it just is what happens. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of owning that and really making that a part of, your evidence or data that you are enough. Mm. Mm. All right. So the conversation is coming to a close, but just to sum up what we talked about, this is some of the things that I have received from our conversation that imposter syndrome is, um, it's, it's something that we deal with as individuals. And the more self-aware we are, the more we can identify what those insecurities are, the more we can make a plan to combat imposter syndrome, those feelings with affirmations that are tailored to our situation. Um, it can be something that we can overcome um, or it can be something that we constantly struggle with, but we just need to make sure that we have that plan in place, that self-awareness that these are the insecurities. This is my plan to combat that. Um, and as Black women, women of color, to know that the spotlight is on us, but to own it and have that be a part of our affirmation that we are who we are and that we are enough. 
you want to add anything to that or? I think you, I think that sums it up beautifully. All right. I need to make sure that I remember that so I can, I can come up with my plan to combat some of these insecurities that I feel. Um, I definitely, you know, insecure comparing myself to others. Um, that is something that I've always struggled with and something that I know that I need to not do because no one can do what I can do, mm-hmm. but I need to believe that. Definitely. Um, so I like to end with quotes. Do you have a quote that kind of talks about imposter syndrome, fighting it? I'll give you the floor. Yeah, I think, it, you know, you, you actually just kind of said it, but my, one of my favorite quotes is, whatever you do each day, do it for you first. Mm. So whatever you decide to do, however you decide to walk through your day each day, make sure you're doing it for yourself first. And you're looking at yourself through the lens of, I am enough. I am showing up. I am a bad mama jamma. Whatever word you want to put in there. Some people say bad B, bad A, like whatever you want to put in there. But just know that you are enough. And it's funny because that that was going to be my quote. I am enough. Mm-hmm. And I need, to, um, I need to believe that. I need to believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, thank you so very much. I feel like I, I should pay you for a therapy session. <laughs> I, I have enjoyed this conversation. I, I feel like I have some more tools in my um, therapy toolbox to help me overcome this. Cause this is something, like I said, that I've struggled with that I continue to struggle with, but I don't want to struggle with it anymore. You know, I want to be that confident Black woman that walks into a room and is the thermostat that determines the temperature, that doesn't um, let other people's vibes or attitude towards me determine how I feel. So I thank you so very much for coming on. Uh, Please take this time to promote any and everything you'd like. And I will make sure that um, in the podcast notes that um, any links you want me to add, I will definitely add, but please take this time to promote away. Awesome. Thank you. Again, thank you for having me. Um, You can purchase my book anywhere you get books, Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, um, all those places. I am working on a workbook that I'm hoping to have out by the summer. Um, Also, I have a podcast. I don't think I mentioned that earlier. I have a podcast called Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson. So it's a podcast where I just kind of go into different topics of related to self-sabotage and life. And we talk about how to work through it and get out of your own way. And so check that out. It's everywhere you can get podcasts and follow me on social media, Brittany A. Johnson on Facebook and Brittany A. Johnson LMHC on Instagram. All right. Um, Again, thank you so very much. I needed this. Um, I'm actually about to do a speaking engagement in about an hour and a half. And I was definitely feeling insecure, but I am enough. I was mm-hmm. asked to speak for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting yep. it. Yep. Um, I always like to give um, my listen, my guests the last word. So any last words of advice or anything that you can give our brown girls, please. Definitely. Again, my favorite quote of whatever you do each day, do it for yourself first and know that when you walk in the room, you already own it. So determine how you want that room to go. Well, amen. Amen. 
I think this is a good place to end. So I definitely want to thank you for coming on. I know I said it 50 times, but I really do appreciate this. Um, I know that I've gotten something from it. I do hope my listeners get something from it. And as always, I just want to thank my day one listeners, my current listeners, and my radio underground listeners. So until the next conversation, take care of yourselves. Mm -hmm.